Welcome to Stepping Into the Light with Julia Treat, a weekly podcast devoted to helping you open up to your own unique abilities so you can receive loving and supportive messages from your loved ones, angels, and guides. Greetings, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me again on my podcast. I truly appreciate you listening and I want you to know that I do send so much love out to you. I wanted to talk today about angels in disguise. I don't know if you've ever heard of that term or heard anyone use that, but I recently sent out an email. Um, a new, I send out maybe weekly newsletters, at least I try to, to my email list. And by the way, if you're not on that, sometimes I do write about different things than I put out on my podcast. And if you ever uh, want to sign up, you can go to my website, juliatreat.com, and just sign up for my email list. But anyway, um, I sent something out last week about angels in disguise. So I do feel that we receive tests occasionally. For some people, it's often. And I feel that angels in disguise, when they do show up in our lives, we are being tested as to whether we are going to show compassion. And I wanted to give you a few examples because you may have already had some angels in disguise come across your path, or it may occur after you hear this podcast, which is often the case. People tell me all the time that either something they listen to that I put out or after a reading they've had with me that things start happening that we talked about or that I brought up. So I have had a few instances with angels in disguise and what I mean by that are actual angels coming down and using a human form to come across our path. And they come across our path often in need and it's funny because I wrote that pod, or I'm sorry, I wrote that um, that email last week, and it wasn't a. Day, it was like a day or two later. I actually feel like I ran into another one, another angel in disguise, right after I had written about it. So one example, uh, something that happened to me was I was at a gas station getting gas one day, and. This gas station was on a kind of a busy road, but there weren't any businesses right next to it. I mean, it was kind of um, by itself and then this long stretch of road going in either direction. And as I was pumping gas, I noticed a man sitting over away from the store, kind of a few feet away from it on the little sidewalk. And he had a beautiful dog. The dog looked like either a husky or a I'll be honest, it almost looked like a wolf. And so as I was pumping gas, I just kept looking over at them and, you know, I just started wondering. I wonder what their story is. I wonder, you could tell, well, you couldn't tell for sure, but I mean, I assumed he was either homeless or had everything that he owned in this big bag, this big backpack that was on the ground next to him. And, you know, my intuition was telling me that he's, he was going through struggles or, whatever, trying to find his way. So when I finished pumping gas, 
I had paid with my card there at the at the pump. But I just was drawn to him, and I, I just felt like I needed to go talk to him. And so I went over, and I asked him if I could pet his dog. I mean, this dog was just beautiful. And, you know, he said, please do, and told me all about his dog, and we were just chatting. And Now, I'm going to tell you, this man had the... I would say the most crystal clear blue eyes I have ever seen. And he was strikingly handsome. Um, I mean, he was just, <laughs> he was a beautiful person. I'm just going to put it that way. And <clears throat> I couldn't, sorry, I'm clearing my throat because I have some little allergies going on today. So I apologize. <clears throat> I couldn't uh, keep my eyes off, off of his eyes. They were just so crystal clear. And I just felt so much love coming from his eyes. And I asked him if, I can't remember, you know, exactly what was said, but I asked him if he needed help or, and, or what, you know, what was going on with him, if he'd like to share. And he told me that he had recently lost his business, lost his wife and lost his home. And he was trying to get to his daughter in Vermont. <clears throat> I believe it was Vermont. And he just um, was down on his luck and he didn't have the money to get to her. So I told him that I wanted to help and I actually offered to drive him to Vermont. And um, he wouldn't, he said that was just too much to ask and he didn't want to ask me to do that and he wouldn't allow me to do that. And I told him that I was going to give him whatever I had in my wallet. Now that's not an uncommon thing for me. And uh, I'm not suggesting everybody do that. That's just something that I do. Uh, if I pass someone in need or I pass a gentleman standing on the side of the road with a sign saying that he needs help or, or whatever, then sometimes if I'm guided to, I do ask the angels, am I to stop and help? And they will, I'll just get this feeling inside that I need to stop. And I always give them everything I have in my wallet. That's kind of my deal. Now, sometimes, so that's, it's kind of cool, though, because I'll say, angels, I'm going to give them, you know, I'm giving them everything in my wallet, so you just put in there, make sure whatever's in there is what I'm supposed to give them. And I don't run around with hundreds of dollars in my wallet very often, but when I do say that, it's funny. It, I just, like, it just dawned on me. A lot of times I have, you know, 200 plus dollars in my wallet as soon as I decide to do that, and now I just had my own epiphany right here doing this podcast. I believe the angels are providing for them as well. So these angels in disguise, let me continue with my story with this gentleman. I gave him everything in my wallet. I think it was 200 or something, a little over. And he was just so grateful. And, you know, I had noticed one thing that got me is while, while I was pumping gas, everybody walked by him and no one even looked at him. And that's what, that's what just like tore at my heartstrings. I thought, this man needs to know that he has noticed that someone sees him. We can't go, th you know, in my mind, I was like, we can't keep doing this. We cannot go through life and be ignoring one another, especially when we are in need. So he thanked me. I told him that he would be in my prayers and that I wished him well. And I asked, you know, I told him I'm going to ask the angels. Actually, as I walked back to my car, I told the angels to surround him and keep him safe and help him find his way and help him 
uh, open up to his new life, his brand new story, and the amazing, all the amazing things waiting for him. I asked angels to make it easy for him. Like I was literally praying on my way back to my car. Now my car was maybe 20, 30 feet away from him. Walked back to my car and I turned around because I was going to wave to him one, one more time. And they were gone. The man and his dog were not there. I looked all around. They were nowhere in sight. Not even a trace. There was nothing there. And again, this this gas station was on a road that was not, there was nothing close. There was only a roadway that stretched for, um, you know, that went on for miles and they were nowhere in sight. I was floored. And instantly, you know, this is how our intuition talks to us. Instantly, I felt or heard or something sensed, whatever. I just knew he was an angel in disguise. And I also felt or heard or knew that I had passed the test. Now, we get tests. They aren't for punishment, like, well, if you don't pass this test, then you're not going to get this. Or you don't pass this test, you're going to be punished with this. Excuse me. They're just tests to see, are we going to show compassion? Are we going to show someone we care? Are we going to extend our love and our light to everyone? Or are we going to be very selective about that? So that's just one example. Now, I got in my car, and I was just beaming because I said, oh, my God, I think I just met an angel in disguise. Told some friends about it, and they also agreed that it did sound like that and that um, they felt I had met an angel in disguise. And a few of them had stories about meeting some as well. But that's not the only angel in disguise that I feel that I have met. I went to a retreat in Sedona, Arizona. I've actually been to several different um, retreats in Sedona. And this one particular retreat was all about mindfulness and slowing down and being present, you know, every day and lots of other things. It was a spiritual retreat. I loved it. It was beautiful. A lot of my friends went and... Excuse me, I'm going to get a drink of water. These allergies are something today. Okay. So this retreat was five days long. And needless to say, we were all zenned out. Like, (laughs) we had never felt better. We were at a calm state. And this is, oh gosh, probably, I'm going to guess eight years ago. It was quite a while ago, and it's before I really had a daily practice of mindfulness. And so it was a new thing for me. And it, as, as the last day wind down and we finished the last course, there was little classes and meditations, and we finished the last activity, one of the women realized that her she was on a different flight for some reason than what we were. And she was the driver. We had two cars full of a bunch of us, um, and we were going to follow each other back to the airport. So she looked at the time and realized, oh, you know, we've got to get going because my flight is leaving an hour before yours. So we all packed up the two cars and took off, and she was in the lead. And somehow she took a wrong turn on the highway. And that wrong turn 
led us down a road that um, it actually was going to make her late for her flight. And so she started to panic. And when we finally got on the, on the, the right road, you know, she just took off, like she was flying and the other car behind us, they were flying behind us. Um, you know, everyone's just trying to stay together and she's panicking and I'm just sitting there going, you know, um, we just went through all this relaxation for five days and now we're flying down the highway again and we're forgetting, aren't we forgetting to call on the angels to help us, like help us to get there on time, hold the plane, like whatever it is, angels get her on that plane, whatever that means. Well, she was in this panic state, so she wasn't listening. Um, and I don't blame her. I get it. You know, it's we go back to those old habits. If we're not um, continuously working on things or working on that mindfulness and staying, staying calm and present. So it's just, it was new to us. And she just was kind of going back to the old habits of anxiety and, and fear. So as we're flying down the interstate, all of a sudden... There's this police car on this, you know, in, you know, this little roads, these little access roads sitting right there, comes out, starts, you know, chasing us down, with the sirens going. And so we stop and we all looked at each other like this access road was not hidden or anything. And the, he was nowhere in sight. That car just showed up. It was really bizarre. We could see in front of us for miles. We could, and there were no mountains. And all of a sudden this car was there, but <clears throat> the story gets better. So he pulled us over and he came over the front, the driver's side window to my friend. And again, now I'm not saying all angels in disguise have these crystal blue eyes, but I, I'm starting to wonder. His eyes were similar to that gentleman at the gas station. They were so crystal blue. You could literally see through them. And when I, there's something different about them. I, you just don't know, you, you can't put your finger on it, but there's just something different about them. And um, so he bent down and he's talking about, you know, you were going this fast and it was, it was like 20 miles per hour over the speed limit, I think. It was pretty fast. And he was saying, you know, that, that's a felony here in, in Arizona. And we're just like, oh my God. So speeding at that, I think speeding, I'm not sure about the law now, but at that time, at however fast she was going, it was a felony. And he said, I, you know, he kind of scolded her and uh, all of us. And then in a, in a, in a nice way, actually, and uh, told her that he was going to give her a ticket, but he was somehow going to reduce it or something to where she didn't have to come back to Arizona. It wasn't going to be a felony. And I don't remember exactly what he said he was going to do, but she did get a ticket. Um, we all, you know, he, she thanked him for being so kind about it and you know he stepped away and started walking back and I kid you not he couldn't have made two or three steps she looked in her rearview mirror I think I turned around at the same time and we just looked and there he was nowhere there was no man no no policeman there was no car and we all looked at each other stunned I mean we just sat there in the car and we just we were speechless and I said, oh my gosh, that was an angel in disguise. And that angel's reminding us what we just did for five days. Like we have to continue that. Well, it was a joyful, a joyful time for the rest of the ride. My friend, we went slow. She actually, something happened. I think the plane did get delayed, the flight. 
So she made her flight. She wouldn't have made it without that plane being delayed. The angels had taken care of her. She didn't have to go into that big um, anxiety attack or the worry. She was taken care of and made her flight. <clears throat> Excuse me. So those were two two instances I had where I truly believe I had met angels in disguise. And I wrote about the gentleman at the gas station last week and sent it out to my my email list. And a couple of days after that, I told you, I think I met another one. So I'll tell you this last story. Last weekend in a town nearby, um, Scranton, Pennsylvania, they had um, a day called Be Kind Scranton. And it's something that a young lady has put together. She organizes this once a year. And it's a woman who dealt with depression and um, just severe depression and felt isolated and alone and and came out of that. I don't know her story as far as how she came out of that, but she did. And she realized there's so many people walking around or existing that are in depression, that just feel alone, that are sad and, and feel like no one cares. And so she put this event together. <clears throat> now, I had never heard about it, and I live in the next town over. But I'm all about uh, raising the community up and um, coming together to spread joy and love. So I couldn't wait to jump on the bandwagon. So I signed up for that. And I made these little tiny, I, I typed out several, maybe 50 different angel messages. I just kept typing out little messages that I heard. The angels wanted people to know. Um, as So what, what this event was, it was on the square of Scranton in the middle of, of the city. And people were going to be giving away free hugs and writing beautiful messages all over town with sidewalk chalk, posting post-it notes on people's cars, beautiful messages, lifting them up. I mean, there's just so many different things that were happening. So I was trying to figure out how I could fit into the mix. Well, I decided that I wanted to give, give out angel messages, just hand them out to people. So I channeled all these little angel messages. I printed them out on this beautiful purple paper, and then I cut them out, and I rolled them up as like a little scroll and attached them to my business card with a beautiful blue ribbon, turquoise ribbon. And um, so I walked around with this bag, and I was just you know, asking people, would you like an angel message? And I would just have them pull their message out. And it was fun because I would walk away, and I could hear the people in the background, you know, they'd say things like, oh my gosh, this is just what I needed to hear. Or, um, oh my gosh, I didn't know that I had that many angels. Because some of them were like, you know, thousands, thousands of angels surround you now. Please give us your cares and worries. Things like that. So I'm sitting there at the end of the day. And it was one of the hottest days of the years of the year. It was like 90 something. But I was sitting there in the shade. And a young lady walked up <clears throat> and she said, um, I don't know all the, de I mean, I don't remember exactly what she said, but she was asking for some money for a bus ticket. She said that somehow she'd gotten left behind by, from some, by some friends and, and she just needed $3 for a bus ticket to get back home, which I think was just a town over or something. And there was another girl sitting by me that I didn't know, but I just met and she wasn't really saying anything to her and I, she wasn't really even looking at her. And so I looked up at her and she said, you know, it's just, if there's any way, it's just $3 and I can get home. And, and I, so I just 
I said, I started opening my wallet and um, see, I told you, I don't always have hundreds of dollars in there. I opened my wallet and I had $20 and I pulled it out and I said, all right, I'd love to help you. I said, all I, you know, but all I want is a hug. I just want to give you a hug. And um, she was like, oh my God, yes. And she, you know, thanked me and we hugged and she actually started crying. So she said she had not, she had not been hugged in over 20 years. And that literally broke my heart. Again, this girl had the most crystal blue eyes, similar to those other gentlemen that I had met. I hugged her tight and I told her that I would call on the angels to ask them to help her in any way that they could. And I told her to please call on them herself and that she had many angels that wanted to help her, but that uh, they weren't able to unless she called on them. And as I was telling her all this, you know, I held my bag out and I said, why don't you get an angel message for yourself? And she was just like all giddy. She was like a little girl. It was so cute. And pulled her message out and she really kept saying, you know, I cannot thank you enough. And I said, oh, I'm so happy to, you know, I'm so thrilled that I got to meet you today. You're beautiful. And I said, you know, never stop smiling. Your smile is radiant. I said, and your eyes are just mesmerizing. And I told her something like, just always know that you are so loved. And that was it. I looked down because I actually was, I had been filling out some papers um, for this woman that had a stand there. I was filling out some things and I looked down to finish filling them out. I think all I had to do was just sign my name on the bottom. I signed my name, looked up. Now I'm on the square in the middle of town and it's all sidewalks and that girl was gone. She was nowhere in sight. And I just kind of did this, this pleasant sigh of, oh my gosh, I think I've met another one. So I wanted to talk to you about this today because we, a lot of us have angels in disguise that come across our path. And it's really, they're really teaching us about compassion and, you know, are we going to show compassion for others, those that, that need us? Or are we going to hide our light? Are we going to keep it within us and hide, you know, decide who gets it or, um, you know, not even when I talk about our light, it's our love. It's, it's that connection. It's that beautiful light, God's light that we're connected with. And how funny I just said that. And I'm sitting at my desk and a hummingbird just came to my door. I love it. I mean, this is my life and it can be yours. This is so amazing. So be aware, pay attention just be aware of others around you. Don't walk by with blinders on to everyone. That's not what we're here to do. You know, a lot of people say, I got to protect my energy. Um, the energy of the world is dragging me down. I, I get that. I understand that. But you, you must find ways to keep your energy high, your vibration, but also, you know, so I, I surround myself every day with Archangel Michael's purple light. I ask him to surround me to keep my vibration high. I also do things to get connected with God every morning, make sure that I am still connected and I am being infused with his amazing light along with mother earth. You know, she feeds us as well. So I don't want to go into that here. This podcast is long enough already today, but share your light. Let others know that you see them. You might be the only one that has acknowledged them and acknowledged them that day. Most of us don't deal with that. 
So can you imagine not being hugged for 20 years or sitting there down and out on your luck with not a penny, with your dog and a backpack sitting next to you and not one person looks at you? I guarantee you that man did not want to be there. He didn't like, he didn't decide, gosh, I, I want to be like down on my luck and sit on this curb. Reach out. Just say positive things to strangers. I do it all the time. I don't meet a stranger. In fact, my boyfriend's always laughing because he says we can't go anywhere without me talking to people, everyone. <laughs> and it's just who I am. Tell people they have an amazing smile. Tell them their eyes are sparkling. Anything. Just reach out. Share your light. Give love to one another. I love you immensely. I'll talk to you soon. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to Stepping Into the Light. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast with your family and friends. And be sure to visit Julia's website at juliatreat.com to sign up for monthly cyber swag, including meditations, rituals, readings, and lots of other life-changing stuff straight to your inbox. It's free. <laughs>